A career in legal marketing and business development can follow many routes. The size, culture and ambition of a firm will no doubt shape the opportunities for professionals to make an instant impact in their roles. Today, we're lucky to chat with someone bringing his vast experience in marketing and BD from a range of professional services to a regional firm. We welcome John Ikes, Director of Marketing and Business Development at Crow and Dunleavy, Oklahoma's second largest law firm. Welcome, John. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me, Charles. And we've um, we, it's, we've got a, an exciting topic to talk about. We're, we're talking about making an impact in a regional firm, and I couldn't think of a better person then to come to you. You've seen, you, you've worked across um, some of the, the, the big boys, Holland and Knight, Hunters, Andrews, Kerf, Hayes and Boone, some of the, the larger law firms, as well as um, some of those consultancies, PwC, EY, Grant Thornton. Um, so it's really going to be interesting to find your take on um, starting in a, in a regional firm and, and how you make that instant impact. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. I look forward to the, to uh hopefully revealing some gems and, and having a great conversation. Brill. So maybe um, to kick things off, can you tell us about your career journey to this role at Crow and Dunleavy and what attracted you to a regional firm? Well, as you commented, you know, my, my experience has been mainly in big law and big four accounting. And I think for me, um, the opportunity to come and, and work for a regionally focused law firm that also has a Dallas presence was really, really important to me. Um, coming out of environments where I was in law firms that had 1,200, 1,500 attorneys or a consulting firm that had 17,000 employees, um, you know, that that makes you feel like a minnow in, the, in an ocean. And I, I really felt like I wanted to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And for me, it's, it's to bring my experience to a firm where I can have a greater impact. Um, it's not that I wasn't successful in my, my previous roles, but you know when you're working for a firm, firms that are that size, your opportunities to have an impact are, are only in, in buckets. And I feel like the firm that, that I'm with now, Crow and Dunleavy, they, they've brought me on because they want me to have an impact firm-wide. And that was really appealing to me. And you talked about this um, having an, a, a sort of impact. Can you tell us about um, the, the, the first priorities you've identified and the sort of instant impact projects that you're working on now? One of the things that, that I was charged with, even during the interview process, is our firm does not have a CRM, which is, you know, as many folks know, it's your kind of how you, you do your outreach to your clients, prospects, and your friends of the firm. And, you know, we were kind of antiquated in the sense of, of everything was on Excel spreadsheets and emails and those kinds of things. So, uh, you know, we, we have, uh, in my first 100 days, um, signed on with a um, CRM provider, um, and we're very excited. We have a, a number of, event, of events coming up, and then we also have a number of holiday events coming up. And the ability to promote those effectively through a CRM tool and then also be able to use it for other outreach, such, such as client alerts and those kinds of activities um, really has me excited because to come from no CRM to a CRM in my first 100 days, I think, is, is shows the commitment of the firm to, to moving forward in meaningful ways, because um, as many of you know, 
that are listening, um, you know, CRM products are not cheap, but they are kind of a, a necessary evil. Um, and we're, I'm happy to say that we have that necessary evil just in time for Halloween. That, that's incredible. I, I feel like we could do a podcast called um, Implementing a CRM in 100 Days with John Ikes. <laughs> You're very kind. We get a few listens for that because I, I, I obviously uh, appreciate that it's probably a bit more straightforward um, doing it at a, a regional firm than it is one of those um, those larger firms we mentioned earlier, but still, um, still very impressive nonetheless. Well, I appreciate that. It, again, it was kind of a necessary evil. I want to make sure that our firm is working efficiently and, and effectively as we, we go to market. So in terms of what it's like working in these mid-sized regional firms, how does that compare to when you worked at those larger national or global firms? How do you leverage your team and, and resources to sort of compete at that level with these, these sort of big, larger global firms? And, and and that's a great question. You know, I, I think for you know a, a mid-sized regional firm, you know, you're you're always competing against your your fellow firms that are at a regional level, but you're also competing against the the you know Amlaw 100 firms. Um, and I think the the important part of of being able to go to market as a regional firm is the relationships you have. Um, because I think as a regional firm, you have a unique opportunity to cultivate relationships at a local level. Um, you know, regional firms tend to be in smaller markets. Um, so again, there's greater opportunity to be visible and to build those relationships. Um, in a market such as Dallas, there are hundreds of law firms. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to rise above the noise. But in markets like Oklahoma City and in Tulsa, where we have a, a significant presence, you know, we're seen as a leader in the, the law community. Um, and one of my charges is to continue to elevate the, the profile of Crow and Dunleavy uh, in Oklahoma, but also in Texas. We have, you know, a, a sizable office here in Dallas and uh, an IP practice down in Houston. Um, and all of that, you know, takes relationships. You know, we're we're in a unique environment in Oklahoma and Texas, where the industries that that are 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 big for us in the sense of opportunity, like healthcare, financial services, um, you know, and others. There's just those are relationship-based um, industries. And I think in order to really cultivate opportunities within the industries that we're focused on, you have to be relationship driven yourself. Yeah, and I, I really like um, on your LinkedIn, I, I've seen a few of your posts really sort of throwing down the gauntlet, telling some of those larger law firms that that Crow and Dunleavy are coming for a, for a piece of that pie. I, I had a little chuckle looking at them earlier. Well, and, and it, it, again, it kind of goes back to my competitiveness from from team sports. And again, you understand what this is like, Charles. You know, I just, you know, I think one of the things I, I missed going into consultancy and then coming back into the law firm environment was the thrill of the chase, you know, going after new business and and really, um, really driving revenue to the firm. Um, and I, I really am excited about that piece of the role. And as you're well aware, you know, the, the legal market share that's out there is is being held by other firms. 
Um, and the only way to, to go get it is go get it. And we're going to be working hard to, to elevate the visibility profile and, and expertise of the firm, um, not only throughout the rest of this year, but well into 2024. Real. And I'm going off piste a little bit here, but I remember when we spoke before, um, one of the things you mentioned was uh, the, the the costs of, of uh, using someone like Cry and Dunleavy can sometimes be more affordable than using one of the, the, the bigger, larger law firms. Um, and we talked about this briefly, but how do you sort of balance that um, being a bit more affordable, but making sure that um, your, your clients don't feel like you're you're a cheaper option well in it you know you're spot on with the question charles um you know what what you're trying to create is a value proposition you know you don't want to be the seen as the cheapest because that that means you're you know people or, or in-house counselor are looking at you only for for the opportunity of low price um, and that's not how you really want to be seen you want to be seen as a value and we have some of the most talented, skilled attorneys in the, this region, um, and we're able to compete um, and give them a higher profile because of our rates. You know, we have Oklahoma rates in Dallas, mm -hmm. and when you're talking about hundreds of law firms in Dallas that charge big market rates, you know, you're looking at six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars an hour, um, and even higher for for those that have specialized expertise. You know, and we're coming in at like half that rate, um, and our attorneys are are just as skilled, just as is acclaimed, just as recognized um, as some of the big law attorneys that are out there. But we're able to bring a value proposition that says, "Hey, we bring talent, but we also bring um, a billable rate that is going to make your board happy, that's going to make your CFO happy, <laughs> that's going to make your executive committee happy. Um, and I think that's really an opportunity for us. But again, we just have to be sensitive about how we go to market with that because we don't want to be just seen as the cheapest. We want to be seen as the best value. You talked before about the team approach. Alongside your personal impact you bring as an individual, can you tell us more about that and, and examples of how that has made an impact from a business development perspective, absolutely. You know, uh, you know. First of all, I want to say that that you know I'm I'm being successful in my current role because of the leadership in the firm. Um, you know, Adam Childers, who is the CFO and president or CEO and president of the firm, um, and Will Hoke, who is the um, marketing partner, if you will, for the firm, have have you know been very gracious and very supportive of my new initiatives. Um, and then I have an amazing um, set of colleagues, Tyler Elliott and Colleen Trammell, who are exceptional. Um, I'm just blessed every day to have them on my team. And we function as a team. You know, one of the, the things that, that um, made me chuckle when, when um, you, you talked about teams earlier was, you know, Colleen and, and Tyler are both very good about sending me little gifts via teams that say, you know, that are all about team focus, all about, you know, we're better as a team and go team. And, um, and to be able to cultivate that kind of environment, I think that's why we're having such tremendous success under such stressful circumstances right now. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we have a number of events coming up and all of us are really stretched. 
but you can feel the enthusiasm and feel the energy, you know, even though there's a lot of pressure and, and things to do um, because we can rely on each other. You know, we, we, we're, we're all working toward the same goal. And even though we, we may not be working on the same things, um, there's a vision and there's a, 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 a divining rod, if you will, toward success that all of us see. And we're supported by the firm leadership um, and I think that's what makes all of the, the things that we're accomplishing, number one, very exciting, but also, number two, very meaningful to the firm. So looking forward to the next six to 12 months at Crow and Dunleavery, what are the sort of plans to generate a few more quick wins? What have you got in the pipeline? We're going to increase the, the visibility of the firm here in Dallas. And we're also going to elevate the, the visibility of the firm in Oklahoma. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but, um, you know, you, you're, you're used to being out in a boat. Um, there are going to be some big splashes. Um, and I really look forward to the things that we're going to be rolling out in 2024. Um, some of them are in partnership with other organizations, but there's a couple of things that we're doing that are going to be our own initiatives. And I really, really am excited about um, the, the opportunities to cultivate new business based on on those efforts so that's very much a watch this space very much so stay um, tuned <laughs> uh, so finally um and this is a question we like to ask all of our guests um it's for a one piece of advice one key takeaway that you'd offer to marketers and bd professionals um climbing the ladder on which route to take in terms of that regional versus national or global firms and how to make an instant impact in their roles? I think, first of all, you know, go to a regional firm that is marketing and business development proactive. I, I'm blessed at, at Crow and Dunleavy that, that I've got, again, leadership and colleagues that, that are all about, let's, let's get out there, let's cultivate new business. Let's do what we need to do to bring in new business. Let's drive revenue to the firm. So I think that's an important component to looking at regional firms. But I think the other piece of it for me is, you know, regional firms, I think, maybe need someone with experience more than they realize because there's so much to do. Um, you know, I, I am a jack of all trades because I've got 20 plus years experience doing what I do. Um, and it's hard to bring on someone that's not familiar with law firms and doesn't have a whole lot of experience to lead your firm in a business development effort. So again, I, you know, I, I think now there's two things that I think come into play. I think regional firms need to be more conscious of, of bringing on more experienced business development professionals, because again, there's just a lot to do. Um, but number two, as a business development professional yourself, um, as you begin to mature in your career, look at regional firms. Um, they are great opportunities for not only um, your own personal development, but also professional success. You know, I, I've, I've done this for a, a longer than I, my therapist wants me to tell you, um, but I, I can't tell you how happy I am at the firm I am with now. It sounds like you've um, you, you found a, a nice home at Crow and Dunleavy. I really have. And again, I, I thank the leadership and I thank my colleagues. Brill, we're now at the part of the podcast where we jump into the quick fire round. So here's a series of questions for you, John, um, which you can answer. And this helps us learn 
a bit more about who is the real John Ikes. Um, so we'll fire away. To kick off, what is your favorite business and non-business book? Uh, my favorite uh, business book would be The Inspirational Leader by Gifford Thomas. Um, you know, I, I really feel like that's a, a powerful uh, book, even though it's not very long, um, but it's a good read, I think, for anyone, not only that supervises people, but also just kind of leads teams or leads efforts, because um, the, the leadership that that book touts is all about um, teamwork and building teams and, and being that kind of leader. Um, and that's why I find that book very compelling and why it's probably my favorite business book. As for non-business books, I, I am an advocate and a, a, a strong um, advocate of, of anything by John Grisham. I just, I absolutely adore his books. Um, I, I've read, I think, I think he's got like 37 of them out. I think I've read at least half of them. I, I wish I had more time and I'd read, I'd have all 37 read. Hey, and he's got a few of that are in your, in the sort of legal, that, that sort of sphere as well, isn't he? So yeah, I guess it's very relevant to your, uh, your, your day job. <laughs> yes. Um, what was your first job? My first job was at Marshall's department store. Um, near where I grew up. Um, it was um, a really great experience for me. I worked there through high school and college, um, even though I had a lot going on with both high school and college. Um, it really taught me, you know, the value of hard work, um, the, the, the values of being someplace on time and, and doing a good job when you're there. Um, I worked my way up through the ranks after five years of being there. Um, and once I finished college, I, I finished my my quote unquote career, my job my job there. But uh, really was a good experience and had some some really um, good leadership um, that kind of molded me and shaped me into you know an, an adult worker, if you will. Um, and I really appreciate that experience. That's wonderful, and I I guess you probably learned a lot over those five years. I did, I did. And, you know, I had three or four bosses at the time um, through that five years because, uh, you know, uh, store managers change, but uh, all of them were fantastic and they really, really helped shape my, my work ethic between them and my dad. My dad had a big influence on me as it relates to my work effort. And uh, I think between, you know, in that very formative time, the leadership of my dad and and those at my Marshall's job um, really had a big impact. What makes you happy at work? I think what makes me happiest at work is is achieving big results through team effort. You know, um, having a, a group of individuals be able to plant a flag of success because of them coming together and 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 really doing something significant. Um, you know, we all love doing our own accomplishments, but I think when we do it in an environment where there's been a significant change or a significant achievement and it's done in a, a team environment, I, you know, I think those are my, my favorite moments. And I can really re relate to that, John, as you know, I'm a, a keen rower, so I'm, I'm all about the big results and team efforts and, and there's nothing more enjoyable than, you know, reflecting back with, um, with your team after you've just achieved something great. I, I grew up 
playing team sports. I was a soccer player and a football player and ran track and all those kind of fun things. Um, so again, just having that that team environment in the workplace, I think is is not only important but essential. Um, you know, I really think that's how you you accomplish great things is through teams. What are you listening to at the moment? This could be a podcast, music, audio book. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna say uh, I'm, I've 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 latched onto uh, a chill music from a, an artist called Mellow Sense. Um, and I listen to it in the car and I listen to it at home. It's just kind of ambient music almost, but it's still got a nice beat to it. Um, and it's sometimes has vocalists and sometimes does not. Um, and I just really kind of enjoy the, the, the relaxation that it provides. It's not, you know, it's not elevator music, so it, it doesn't put you to sleep, but it, at the same time, it's nice background noise nice um music to have in the background so i've really enjoyed that and i've just recently you know gotten in, into that form of music and mellow sense and some others have, have really been music that i enjoy and what's your favorite place to visit and why probably hawaii um because of its diversity particularly in its topography you have the beautiful beaches you've got the mountains you've got um, the volcanoes, it's just, um, it's just like going to another world, even though, you know, it's just, well, I, I, I don't want to say that it's, it's a 12 hour flight, but it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's like going to a different planet. It's, it's just spectacular and almost, um, cathartic and, and inspirational and just how it makes you feel when you're there. Uh, it's definitely on my bucket list so one day i'll have to experience that for myself and um, i just wanted to say a massive thanks for sharing some of your insights on on, on what it's like in um, a regional firm and, and some of the projects you're working on to have that in, instant impact so thanks again john for coming on and, and chatting to us i appreciate the opportunity charles it's been wonderful